0: We started Visor five years ago. The whole goal is just to create something that made people healthier. And so we partnered with a behavioral economist out of UCSD. He's one of the leading researchers in incentives to exercise. And the original concept was a free app that you could download. You hook it up to your iPhone, your Apple Watch, Fitbit, you know, whatever you use. And every day that you work out, so 10,000 steps, 30 minutes of exercise, you can donate a meal to someone in need. So we partner with uh, a bunch of different food banks across the country, think we're on If we haven't done it already, we're about to donate 5 million meals by now, which has been great. Um, But each time that you donate a meal, you get a point and you can spend those for healthy rewards.
1: Hey, it's Emily here. Let's dive in. What's up, It Factor fam? I am here today with Dylan Barber. You may know him from Bachelor Nation, but you need to know him for many other things. This guy is a serial entrepreneur. He's on the rise, he's an investor, and he is the co founder of Visor, which is an app that helps people get healthy food at a better price. And he's going to elaborate more on that today. But I am proud of him for crushing it at a young age and taking an opportunity, seizing it, and going above and beyond. So, Dylan, thank
0: you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um pumped. I mean, you guys are right next door. So San Diego, Costa Mesa. Yeah. It's not bad at all.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, let's let's get the party started. You know, there may be people that have seen you on TV. Um, I know like you're kind of popping off on all different shows, sharing a little bit about what you're up to. But for those of you that don't know you or watch, you know, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, can you just share your story?
0: Yeah, I um, I went on The Bachelorette, I think five years ago now, something, uh-huh. four years ago, something like that. Time they, flies. Yeah, it's been insane. Yeah. It, it, I was thinking, yesterday was our, Hannah and I's four year anniversary, oh. so that's why I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this was a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I, I, they they reached out to me on Instagram. It was like peak. My life was in shambles. I was like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And so I ended up going on and we did the first show, which was great. Super fun. Came back. I was like, all right, well, it's time to go back to work with Visor. And they asked if I wanted to go on Bachelor in Paradise. I was like, "Well, I'll go if Hannah Godwin's going. And we ended up being there at the same time. And obviously got engaged at the end of it. Okay, so, together, so you so. already
1: knew, you already liked her. You already...
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought I, I it was, I didn't know who was going to be the bachelorette because yeah. you don't know when you're going on. You know it's going to be one of like three three women. Um, and all three were great. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I'd, I'd really like to like get to know her because I didn't have the chance to. And then we ended up being there at the same time. So. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's so awesome. So they reached out to you on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know how I think they do that for some people. And I thought it was a joke. Like my, my friends were like messing with me. And so I was like, no, I'm not interested. And then I told my mom about it and she was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? And looking back, like a ton of terrible things could have happened. Like Mm -hmm. you could just be portrayed really badly and things like that. But I mean, it it ended up, I I think every single thing that came from it has been positive. So pretty happy, pretty pumped.
1: Yeah. Do you think that has a lot to do with, though, who you are, like seeing it as an opportunity and and stuff? I, or?
0: Yeah, I would say so. It definitely yeah. is because it could go, especially at that period in time, it was really popular. I feel like recently it's kind of come down slightly, mm-hmm. um, at least as it relates to like the social media kind of followings post-show. Yeah. Uh, like I think the 10 people on my show had over... 500,000 followers, which like doesn't happen right anymore. Um, like right after the first, the first one. So I think it was, de- it was definitely an opportunity. I was just like excited. I didn't really view it as like a business opportunity. Uh-huh. I, my cousin, who's my co-founder was actually like really pissed off because she was like, how can you just leave <gasps> for 45 days? Oh my like God. We're in the middle of a business. Oh my God. And I was like, well, this will work out. Like these things tend to work themselves out. And then it did. So it, it ended up, uh, like I used it afterwards, during COVID I would just DM brands on social media, like, Hey, this is my idea. I'd love to talk to you about it. And that's kind of what like built our, our network. So it ended up working out. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh my gosh. Can we need to get into that? But what were you doing before you went on the show?
0: Yeah. So I, I grew up in Orange County, so I was in seal beach, super close by. Uh Um, and then I went to school in the Northeast, English major. But if you go to like a small liberal arts school in the Northeast, you're probably gonna do finance. So I worked in investment making the summer before my senior year. Then I went to Morgan Stanley doing private wealth management, San Francisco. They're like the polar opposite. One is like, go, go, go. The other is very chill. Right. Um, and my cousin came to me and was like, hey, I uh, just got back from this trip. I have this idea for this company. You know, I may start it after school. And then I was like, oh, it sounds really cool. And then she calls me again and she graduates. She's like, hey, I'm starting this. And I was like, wow, I'm like super down to do that with you. I quit my job and moved to San Diego. And she was like, well, I didn't really invite you to... To do this with me at all and I was like well it's too bad I'm already here oh. so so that's how we started it and then six months in I went on the show so oh my gosh yeah so then afterwards I just went I went back to doing that that's been my full-time job for the last uh five years now I think we yeah we launched and started 2018
1: okay so. I mean I just imagine like like I'm looking at my producer who's also my business partner and we do many things together like if you left I, right now I would be
0: like what What's going and, on and the odds <laughs> and the odds were like you go on and it's just like more often than not, people go on and have a, a bad experience and right. come off looking poorly. And then like I'm associated with the business and that goes mm-hmm. down and like mm-hmm. all of that goes to waste. And so there was definitely a risk, but
1: I knew it was going to be fun. Yeah. 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 Tell us about your company.
0: Yeah. So we started Visor five years ago. The whole goal is just to create something that made people healthier. And so we partnered with behavioral economist out of UCSD. He's one of the leading researchers and in incentives to exercise. And the original concept was a free app that you could download. You hook it up to your iPhone, your Apple watch Fitbit, you know, whatever you use. And every day that you work out, so 10,000 steps, 30 minutes of exercise, you can donate a meal to someone in need. So we partner with uh, a bunch of different food banks across the country. I think we're on pace. If We haven't done it already. We're about to donate 5 million meals by now, which has been great. Um, but each time that you donate a meal, you get a point and you can spend those for healthy rewards. So in the beginning we worked with solely restaurants. My uncle, also Sam's dad, ran a restaurant. We're Greeks. That's just like what you do. Yeah. And he was like, I have no idea how any of my like marketing, if I buy an ad in the paper, how it converts to somebody coming to the store. So we're like, Oh, well, we'll give them a free drink. And then we know they came from us and you can track that they're going to buy something else that was like the business case. And so we spent the first two years building up restaurant partnerships so mm-hmm. just talking to anybody who could introduce us mm-hmm. to somebody who owned like a local coffee shop or right. something like that worked our way to launching like true food kitchen and juice press flower child Luna grill a bunch of like multi-location mm-hmm. restaurants all at the same time like march 14th 2020 and then five days later every restaurant in america shut down because of covid uh-huh. so pretty brutal timing i think like for 45 60 days we were just like all right so What do we do now? And June, we opened up the app nationwide, and we just said anybody, because originally it was just in San Diego, anybody can download it. Um, But we needed to figure out rewards, and we thought it'd be interesting if we could replace restaurants with grocery stores. Mm. Grocery stores were still open. Yeah, We were working with a bunch of food brands. We live next door to Chosen Foods, which is an avocado oil brand. And... Them and Pearly Elizabeth and Chobani were all like, well, we would be interested in paying if you could send people into the grocery store and get our product. Great. How do you do that? It's all done via paper coupons and rebates. Rebates are take a photo of your receipt and upload it and you get Venmoed. Super clunky process. And so then we set out to integrate with all these grocery stores and create single use barcodes that you can scan at checkout. And so we launched that service June of last year. Once we realized what we had done, we essentially had created like an online to offline tracking tool, kind of pivoted the focus a little bit, rolled that out in January of this year. And that's been the core focus. And so now we're up to 15 people. Um, We still run the app so people can download it and still go work out, donate meals. Like we, Us and a few of our brand partners fund all the meals and raised a little bit of VC money. We've gone through that whole process and now it's just like learning to go from you know, one, two million in revenue to five to ten million in revenue, mm-hmm. and, and scaling from there. So wow, that is so cool. It's like three different companies over the course of five years. I feel like, but it's been fun. Like
1: how it's evolved and changed, and yeah. you've, and you've pivoted with purpose. And yeah, I love that. And and that's like how a lot of things start. You're like, oh, it's you're. This is the idea, and then like you said. The world shuts down or you're like oh well gosh this is the num- the metrics the numbers aren't right that we could do this differently and you pivot and you know that's the sign of like the champion i think is just the ability to be flex, pivot it's like okay this wasn't the original idea you know for sure but then that's how you're going to definitely grow to five to ten to
0: beyond yeah we, we needed a way to to have like a scalable business model and i think this is now but like i was i also invest in companies on the side. And one of the things I always say is like the the hardest thing to do, but it's arguably one of the most important is being able to like take in feedback and advice from other people outside of your business Mm -hmm. and know, yes, okay, maybe they're right. I should make a change or that person doesn't have all the information. I'm just going to stay the course that like balancing act is super difficult, Mm -hmm. but we went through that and there were a ton of people who were like, this will never be done, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, you don't have the info, we can figure it out. And then there were a ton of people along the way that were like, hey, you should really figure out this barcode thing and, and it could do really well. And we're like, well, we've been doing the app for four years. Like, do we want to do that? And so I think that's like one of the most important things that, that we do really well because we have like a really strong advisory board. We now have mm-hmm. some really super sophisticated investors that help us a lot. So just like relying on other people too.
1: I love the mission. It's so cool. Thank you. To feed people, like to give back in that
0: way. Did you come up with that? My It was my cousin's original idea for the workout, donate and get skinny margarita at True Food Kitchen. That was the original concept. I mean, come on. who wouldn't do that. That what? was the idea. We're like, who's not going to use this? this. And, and so it's it's done well today. I mean, the app's still, still going. We have people who've been using it for three or four years now. Like it's really, really sticky. And um, yeah, I mean five million meals today. It's like zero paid marketing. It's all word of mouth, just people telling their friends. We've got, I think like over hundred or 150,000 signups for it. So it's been, it's been really good.
1: So it's nationwide
0: and now it's nationwide. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So go sign up everybody.
0: Yes. Like, and, and then you, screenshot you can, it and put I, it on Instagram. I think you can donate a meal just for downloading. Someone will, someone download it and let me know. Okay. Yeah.
1: That um, is so cool. That is, that is so mission driven. I love it. It's,
0: it's been awesome. Yeah. We are big health and wellness people, um, super cognizant about like just overall health. Like I think the, the concept that we want to start moving into is it's not just like working out being vegan or anything like that. It's whole person. So getting enough sleep, socializing with your friends. Working out, obviously, knowing what you put in your body, like there's a bunch of different things that go into like being healthy, mm-hmm. like air quotes. I don't know if yeah. People are listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like that's like another thing we will, we eventually will want to roll out is, hey, did you get eight hours of sleep or did you meditate for 15 minutes today? And you can like have some sort of charitable component.
1: I love it. I love it. Your habits. Affirmation. Habit. Yeah. And then just tracking all of it, it's like, oh my gosh, because yeah. I always talk about, I t- train on leadership and mindset, and it's like, it's the whole being. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to go crush it in business, if you want to have the confidence to go on Instagram or whatever, you know, it's like, you, you got to do all these different things. So I love the habit stacking. So cool. If someone's listening right now, and, you know, I was reading up on you, I'm like, this guy, bro, is like savvy. I'm like, what? Like, how... Like you're an investor, you're you're starting to invest more in different companies. Like if someone's listening and they're like, "Where does one start, Dylan? Like how? What do I do? Like I'm, you know, I'm a girl from small town Minnesota over here. Like mm-hmm. what would you suggest
0: from the investing side? From starting the company? From the
1: investing side, like if I want to start to create something of my own or invest mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: Well, yeah, I I think it it really just comes from like. So we were talking about before, but I majored in English in college. I had like no financial background or acumen. I would just like try to read the Wall Street Journal every day and just learn. And so I think like Mm. being curious about what you're interested in and learning more about it and like it's it's nice to be, you know, super knowledgeable about everything in the market and and opportunities. But like when you find something, you want to go like a mile deep. Mm. So I think talk there there's a lot of entrepreneurs now I, that has i feel like escalated a lot as social media's grown people just like want to be entrepreneurs they see it it's more public and mm-hmm. so like i'm sure everybody listening knows at least like one to five people oh, who are yeah. starting a company yeah um and so and, and angel investing is has honestly grown a ton in the last five years as like vcs have been like clutching their pearls a little bit and not like deploying a ton of capital yeah um And so it's really just like talk to them, learn about like the different kind of vehicles you can invest in, whether they're SPVs, Mm -hmm. whether you're investing on like a safe or if it's a priced round, like Mm -hmm. all those things. Um, You can just easily find a book online, read it and learn about it. And then it's just find the local startup networking group. Every city has a startup community, like get a part of that. Uh, Like I'm sure there's startup Newport Beach or Startup yeah, Orange that's County sick. Something like that so yeah so just be a part of those groups and just start meeting people.
1: That's so good. That's so good. Um would you suggest uh, Okay, so yesterday I was on so many Zooms mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like up and coming designers. Some have places in LA, some it's more just online, you know, and a part of me and and someone I admire and in, in and really look up to is Tony Robbins and you know, he's a genius for consulting and then having a little bit of equity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, would you suggest that like, is that something you're doing now or do you consult at all? Um, you know, cause it is the rise of the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. everybody in their mom, you know, whether it's an Etsy account, which I love, I right. Love it. It's I great. love it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, um, Have you played in that space with your knowledge and what would you suggest? Yeah,
0: I I don't have any like formally made advisory roles. Like I just like for the companies I've invested in, like as involved as they want me to be or be a sounding board or anything like that, we do that. Like we have an advisory board that Uh we compensate with equity. Um, And it's for us, it's amazing because like how much we would have to pay this person to give us advice would be insane. And so... Um, I I think it's super smart if you can do it. Like I'm always super founder friendly. So I'm trying to think like when we were starting out, Sam and I, there was this group that approached us that would give us $250,000 for 51% of the company. And these two old white guys had to run the company and we were just kind of there. And looking back on it, we were like, Oh, maybe this is a good deal. Like we're 23. Like this is the most money we've ever seen. Why would we not do it? And now like we were approached by a lot of those types of people along yeah. the way, like, oh, I'll give you advice if you put me on your board and, like, things like that. And, like, you always, as a founder, want to find the people who will give you advice and not ask for anything. Like, those are generally the people you want to give something to because they have, like, your best intention in mind. Mm. And then Ooh, that's good. I'm always looking at it from, like, both sides. I'm like, cool, like, I tell a company, I'm like, hey, if you're interested in me being on the advisory board, like, we need to set set deliverables because I don't want you to feel like I'm just like sitting here doing nothing and you're giving me 10,000 chairs like that just feels weird. It does feel weird. And so that would be one thing. Like if you're a founder and you're looking for people to join your board or if you're somebody looking to like get into the advisory space, like just making sure there's set deliverables in the agreement. Hey, we're going to meet once a month. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is the stuff I'm supposed to come with. I'm supposed to make intros Mm -hmm. to these types of people. And then it's like, there's no misconception about the relationship. Yeah. And so I I would say that's probably the best way to go about it, like have it very written out and documented,
1: very written out and signed, sealed and delivered people. Yes. Yeah. So good. Hold up. Are you ready to take your brand to another level? Maybe you might be thinking brand. I don't have a brand. Oh, yes, you do have a brand. And chances are, if you're listening to this right now, you also have a message that you are ready to get out into the world. Well, if that is you and you wanna take things to a whole nother level, when let's just face it, it's required in 2023, if you wanna stand out in a noisy market, then I wanna personally invite you to the It Factor Bootcamp Branding Edition. Now, this is not just any bootcamp. What this is, is a couple days of you away from your crazy busy life, and we have curated two days of absolute brand integration. We are going to be helping you identify your brand message. We're going to be showing you how to create next level content, have a plan that matches whatever it is that you're selling and who you're selling it to. We're bringing in some of the best PR people in the world to teach you how to self promote and then also how to stand out to really create that halo effect, what I like to teach on. There's so many other details happening, but what this is, is an intimate two days with myself and my partner, Jake. And I promise you, by the time you leave, you will feel equipped and totally ready to take your brand to another level. If this sounds like something you're interested in, then join me in Southern California Towards the end of July, send me an Instagram right now at it's Emily, I T S E M I L Y. Send me the word bootcamp and I will send you all the details. But act fast because we are releasing this this week and we are limiting it to 50 spots so we can intimately work with you and also network. So if this is something you're into, go to my Instagram now. And send me the word bootcamp. I want to pivot a little bit. Talk about Instagram, social media, brand partners. Um, so is that something you've gotten into a lot? You know, uh, being on TV and having, you know, your public notoriety. Like it, there's a lot of people that listen to this show that they want to do brand deals. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different levels of people. What advice? What's your take on all that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I we can we can go down two paths. One, yes, definitely got into it off the show. I would say more recently, it hasn't been like a major focus of mine. Yeah, um, just because like I don't know, it it's weird because a, a lot of the brands that do those deals we work with, Advisor, co- if that makes sense, a it's totally, a lot of consumer brands. Yeah, and so. I'm like, it just feels weird.
1: Right. You're like, in a different position. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It just, it feels weird for yeah. me to do that. Like if a company like Kellogg's wants to give me 10 grand to do something, I'd be like, well, you should just, you should just pay Visor. Yeah. Like at the end yeah, of the yeah, day. And yeah. like, let's work here. It just you see, feels. You
1: see long-term. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we, I've done that in the past a lot, actually. Um, and it's worked out well. So Hannah crushes it. Like yeah. really great partnerships. was a good brand. Like. She's super relatable. She does a really good job sharing everything on socials, people feel Mm -hmm. like. That's why I think YouTubers do really well. But then secondly, I think there's been a major shift where in the past it was, let's go pay this woman with a million followers, 50 grand, do a post in stories, and that's it. Versus now it's becoming micro-influencers because consumers find those, like they're more authentic They're more authentic
1: and I feel like their community really engages. So you're going to get more
0: eyeballs. Super. Like look at a a Tinks, for example, like she blew up, didn't have like the most, the biggest following on Instagram, but everybody was so hyper engaged that it was, it it was a home run for everybody involved. Yeah. So like, but nowadays it's, it's a lot easier to partner with brands and do brand deals. If you just create good content, because content Mm. is like probably one of the more expensive things to create as a company. And so brands will pay all day for good content creators. Doesn't matter how many followers you have, if you can create good UGC and they can get like, you know, white listing rights and boost that through paid media and things like that. Like you can actually do a lot of those deals. Like there's no reason somebody who makes good content can't be doing anywhere from like five to 10 grand a month working with, I don't know, five brands and they're just making content for those brands on like a routine basis.
1: Okay. Drop the mic. I'm just having like this whole moment right now for even a lot of people that I mentor that could do what you just said, because even, you know, my producer and I will look at very like, I mean, Neiman Marcus brands, right? Like high end, you know, millions of followers. But we look at their accounts and we're like, what the frick are they posting? We're like, this is like it doesn't grab me it doesn't speak to me i would never share this it doesn't entertain me we're like we could like do a better eyeliner video of this whole thing and how you use it right mm-hmm. and so with that thought you know i really like what you're saying because it's like you could literally have a side gig 100 cr- creating epic content
0: yeah like like we like i i know like i we work with all these brands i know how much they're spending on this stuff like a brand would pay a $1,000 a month for you to deliver, I don't know, five pieces of content per week that they could use, 10 mm. pieces of content per week, like more or less somewhere yeah. in that range. Probably They may even pay more for that. And, and so there's no reason why you can't just go find, I mean, there is a reason right? it's tough. You have to go network, things like that. But once yeah. you hit that point, like you find five brands, you DM them and say, hey, I'll make UGC content for you. Here are my rates. You could easily, within a few months have like a pretty solid side business.
1: So, what's UGC?
0: Uh, user generated content. Okay, thank so you. So like, okay. uh, just like if I were to go make a video of me wearing like a Kith shirt and posting it and tagging Kith, like that would be user generated so
1: content. So good. And you know, I, when I stay at like hotels, resorts, whatever, I I love doing partnerships and a lot of people are like, it's the best. I mean, who doesn't like it? Yeah. You're like, I'm here in Cabo and I'm in <laughs> No, but am just kidding. No, but, it, but, but it's like, you want to share it anyways. Like we, you know, we just were were at a red carpet event, and I was like, why not make it a whole thing? And I'm all about like one opportunity. How can we maximize this? Mm-hmm. This is how the hustler in me works, right? And you know, so many people are like, how do you get that? How do you do that? And it's like, it's not by me wanting something from them. It's by me telling and asking the brand, like, here's what I have to give you. Mm-hmm. Would you be open? And not just coming in like spamming people, you know, it's all about that, you know, script if you will, but that connection, would you not agree?
0: And it's, well, I would say it's, it's probably authentic to you and yeah. and that's what people are looking for nowadays is like, what's authentic? Like if I were to go post a makeup partnership, people would be like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. Like what are you doing, Dylan? Yeah. And like, if Hannah were to go post, <laughs> I don't know, like some super intense pre-workout drink. People be like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm. Versus like, I think she's done a good job and the people who have like staying power do a good job of building authentic partnerships and weaving them into like their everyday life. Like mm. Emma Chamberlain, for example, used to post a lot about making coffee how much she loves coffee. And then over time, she built up a really awesome following and then launched a coffee brand. So like those types of things just make a ton of sense. Uh-huh. And I think that's like authenticity is probably going to be the theme for the next I don't know, three years, It
1: absolutely is. Cause like we can sniff it out when it's not authentic. It's just, you know, when it's
0: hashtag ad,
1: it's so hashtag ad and it's like cringe. It is so cringe. Yeah. So yeah. How do you find your authenticity?
0: Um, I think it's whatever comes, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I feel like it's whatever comes easiest, whatever comes like the most natural. Like I work out, I play basketball. I like, clothes like those are the things that are just like natural to me so working with those types of companies i like to eat so that's why i love working with the brands we work with um versus like trying to force something you just don't feel comfortable you don't want to do it you procrastinate Mm -hmm. and it's just very obvious
1: it's so obvious it's so obvious and you know i with my fiance he's he's a thought leader influencer as well and And it's so funny because there's things we could do together, which Mm -hmm. is so fun. And I'm sure you you have so much of that with Hannah. But it was funny the other day. He wanted to do this like muscle thing. It like pumps the muscles, whatever. And I was like, this ain't me, babe. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. And he was like so excited about it. And I'm like. I'm not going down that road and mm-hmm. I'm like my girly girls are not going to resonate with
0: this. Yeah, like I love Therabody. Like I'm obsessed yeah. with it. I have the gun, I have yeah, the travel one, I've got the boots. Good. Like yes. they have uh they have like a recovery house in LA. I go every time I'm in LA. Like mm-hmm. obsessed with it. Hannah, she likes Therabody, but like she's like I'm not dying to put my right. legs in this compression boot thing right now. Like it's just yeah. not for me. So it's very obvious. It's just like what comes natural to you, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's another thing, just in life in general. Like, at some point in time, I think in the beginning, like you have to be open to everything. But at some point in time, you have to be a little bit more like selfish with what you want, you like do. and how, what you spend your time on, just because it's so finite. So we we've started to do that a lot lately, and where we travel a ton, we do all these things. And when we're back in San Diego, it's hard because everybody wants to hang out. Like yeah. our, we finally are around our friends, but we're like kind of just want to do our thing at home. I want to play video games. Hannah wants to just like play on her phone and relax. and A
1: hundred percent. Yeah. And this is so major because I feel like a lot of, especially achievers, you know, we're both achieving mindsets. It's like you you naturally want to fill the calendar and then suddenly you're like, what the frick? I don't have time to think. I don't Mm -hmm. even have time to enjoy the life I have. I live, you live in freaking San Diego. I live here on the ocean. It's like you know, I was looking at that even as, you know, we're getting ready to travel and stuff for more speaking. And I was like, this weekend's free. Let's leave it free. Mm-hmm. Yo, let's leave it free. And to that point with you guys, I w- I want to switch gears to your, gosh, your beautiful fiance. And, and I love, I love, love, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, can you talk about her and your relationship and, and how that really was like, on the show and did you feel like you were like battling for her
0: yeah that was that was a very i would say the first week of paradise because all all of that happened within the first i think like six days Mm -hmm. something like that so the weeks on the show are filmed in three-day increments so that's insider baseball for everybody there wow uh but so that was the, the first two weeks and six days in that was extremely stressful i also you, you, you fly down to Mexico on like June 2nd, and June 6th is when you start filming. I'm sure give or take a day now, yeah. but that's kind of the cadence, but that four days you're just stuck in the hotel room. You just hang out with your producers. We went and filmed something pre-show. I went in the water in Mexico, and I got like, I don't know what water we were in, but then I got a sinus infection <gasps> the day that we were supposed to go down. So then I was on antibiotics all week, so I wasn't drinking, so I'm just dead sober, which I think probably helped me mm-hmm. in that scenario. But I, I knew I was interested in her when I, when I got there and I was like, you know what, I'm going to talk to every single person prior to talking to her. Cause I'm like, all right, I know I'm interested there. Talk to everybody. We had like our first, I don't know, we talked for like an hour on the beach the first day and I was like, yep. Okay. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing the whole time. And it went amazing. Like it was just very natural. Like Wait, when you talk, so like you're being filmed. Like, yeah. So they didn't air like 90% of our stuff. A lot of the time, like it was mainly drama leading up into it. And then once that was done, we just like, weren't on the show until the very end, which is fine. I mean, that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, so in the beginning you, you're filmed everything, everything's filmed. So
1: what, okay, hold on. I just imagine, you know, like when I met the love of my life, I'm like, if a camera was on us,
0: it's the, it's this, it's this setup, there's cameras everywhere. There's people all around you. They have like big standing mics that are like right over you like this. And you just learn to. Yeah.
1: Kind of like, ignore it. Just
0: ignore it. Yeah. Are
1: they ever like do that again?
0: Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, we can't hear you. And you, yeah. you're you like generally assigned a producer and they like follow you and oh, cool. you talk to them and they're yeah. great. Um, yeah. Like I, I still text sometimes with who I had on the show. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, on it was just very natural when we were there and we were like felt like we would have known each other for so long. And we had the same interests. And I feel like we both thought it was crazy that we were on the show in the first place, which like some people are like, no, like I'm a celebrity now, blah, blah, blah. But we were like, this is so insane. Like, I can't believe this is happening.
1: How old were you at this time?
0: 23, I think I had just, I turned 24 on the show and she was 23. Wow. We were super young. I was gonna say. Super young, yeah. Like looking back on it, I was like, wow, we were babies. And I like will sometimes watch it. Cause like. yeah. I love it. I think oh, it's of great. Course. Hannah doesn't watch it. It's so cute. Uh yeah, but I'm like, wow, we look so young and you don't know what you're doing. Um but yeah, and then and then the end we we got engaged. The show aired and everything's kind of just been easy since. I mean, it's been 4 years as of yesterday. We're getting married in August. So. <gasps> you're getting married. Uh are you, are in you... in Europe somewhere. Good. Yes. That's where I
1: want to get married too. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So what has this been like, you know, like, do you go out to dinner and people see you and notice you or?
0: Yeah. It's super weird. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I find it so weird because, and people are definitely more obsessed with Hannah. Like when they see Hannah, they'll talk to her the whole time and they'll be like, hi Dylan. And then they'll go back to, to talking to her. Um, but it is, it is weird. Like it just, I've had the opportunity to meet so many cool people now, though, that I've, like, looked Mm -hmm. up to, and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, like, I can't believe I'm friends with this person now, which Mm -hmm. has been pretty fun. But that, that part takes, you never get, like, totally used to it. Mm -hmm. Like, will catch you off guard sometimes. I think my mom still thinks it's cool. So I'm like, okay, Mom, like, it's, it's fine. It's, like, sometimes it's weird, though, like, like, we have a house in Wisconsin, and sometimes people just, like, show up at the house, and we're like, hey. What? Yeah, It's weird.
1: But it's a, Wait, small, it's a small town. So, okay, so I grew up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So why, why do you have a house in Wisconsin? You just like the Packers? My or? family...
0: I Do have season tickets? Oh, oh what? Yes. Okay, I'm a Vikings fan, so like... It's okay. We okay. suck now, so okay. it's yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we... My family came from Greece to Chicago, and then everybody from Chicago goes to the lakes. And one of the oh, lakes yeah. that we went to was in Wisconsin. And so then...
1: Lake Geneva?
0: Uh, we do oh. Green Lake. Oh, Green Lake. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's been... 90 something years my family's been going there i think 100 is coming up so we're gonna do like a big party yeah it's very fun
1: Mm, so cool and and what is your mom is she an attorney
0: yeah she does like entertainment clearances i always have a hard time explaining what she does and so my my example that i always give is like if you see like a brand or a song in like a show or a movie i think she makes it so they don't they have to like clear it yeah yeah those types of things that's what she does um but she does it with a ton of like great brands like Netflix and wow. I think she does like some, I don't know if she has Amazon shows, but she does like a lot of like fun movies. She did Wolf of Wall Street, which is like one of my favorite movies. That was really cool. Sick. Yeah. So she, she she does like, she has probably a, a pretty sick job, I would say.
1: Yeah, she does. And are you close to her?
0: Yeah. I would say my mom and I are like, are very, very close. Uh, and she lives, she moved down to San Diego. She lives like five blocks away, essentially. So like we're at the top of the hill, she's at the bottom. And then Hannah moved her mom out not right next door to my mom, so now we're all oh my god right next door. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. And what what does Hannah do? Like you know, if no, if someone doesn't know her, like what what does she do?
0: Um, yeah, like I can tell you her exact morning. She wakes up after me. She comes upstairs. I either will bring her coffee, depends what I'm doing at the time, or she'll come and have coffee, sit on the couch, get under a blanket, and then start her day responding to emails, like yeah. planning out the brands that she has to like partner with that week and upcoming. Um, so a ton of brand partnerships on social media. And then obviously runs her company SETI, which started as an app too, which was fun. So we're like, Oh, we both have apps. This is like, wow, really fun kills it. Yeah. It's, it's crushing it. And then is turning that into more of like a lifestyle brand. Uh-huh. And so they are launching a bunch of different products from sweatshirts to bathing suits. And then I think they're going to roll out, so my home products and the goal is to see like what makes the most sense, what sticks, what are people actually interested in? And then just go kind of what I was saying earlier, just like all in on that type yeah, of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Drive the line. Do you ever find like, do you guys go to dinner and you just want to like talk about your work or do you like, how has that been evolving in your relationship?
0: Yeah, we 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 definitely talk about it a lot because like I I vent, I feel like I can't really vent to I talk to my cousin every day. So right. it's like, if I just went to her, we're going to be talking for 10 hours a day. Right. Uh, and I'm like, I can't believe these people are doing this. They're trying to screw us or blah, blah, blah. And like all that stuff. And then it'd be like quiet. And she's like, okay, well let's talk about the wedding. Let's like do something different. Um, I think what's nice for her is she now has two people that are on her team. So she can like talk to them about it a lot. So when we come together, we can actually just enjoy each other's company Mm,
1: it's so essential Mm. that's how it's been in my relationship as well where like if i didn't have my producer my business partners and there was a period where i was just running solo (laughs) all i did with jake was like and he was like I don't need to know your to-do list, your visions, your like, you know, he has his own stuff and and that's how you guys, you're power players in your own right. So it's like, you got to be so careful that that doesn't become like your relationship. Yeah.
0: I solo founders. So congrats. I mean, that is like so difficult. I could not imagine doing like going from zero to one completely by yourself essentially. So that's amazing that you, that you did that. Like, yeah. If my cousin and I didn't do this together, it probably would have been just like wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, congrats. That's, that's insane. But yeah, you definitely need that like support system.
1: Once you get the team, oh, watch out, like watch out. Are you, do you consider yourself more of like a visionary? Are you,
0: are you an integrator? I, I would say my cousin's more on like the vision side of things. I'm like more on the business practicality side of things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we it's funny, there's like this test that you can take and it's eight, eight traits or ten traits. I can't remember. And it's like a builder score type yeah. kind of thing. And she had the first four and then I have the bottom four. And so we like are like the opposites essentially, which is great. So great. Um but yeah that's like I'm more of like okay but actually like how do we make money? How much should this cost? Mm-hmm. Those types of things. And she's like, well no this is like the bigger how it integrates into all these different things five years from now and that type of stuff, which five years ago, I was like, you're insane. And then now we look at where we are today. I was like, Oh, I guess, yeah, we actually, it kind of did work out. So kind of did work out. Yeah.
1: What's, what's your vision moving forward?
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of smaller projects that are interesting that start, like we essentially from the app to this new kind of rollout we launched in January, which is more like B2B. It's not consumer facing at all. That should have been step one, if that makes sense. But we couldn't have gotten there if we didn't go through everything prior to that. So now like we have the central kind of mint that we call it, that we can make these incentives and things like that. Now it's like, cool, we only work with healthy brands or better for you is really the concept. Like only better for you. It's going to be very difficult to get somebody in Des Moines, Iowa, to be completely vegan overnight. Not saying that that's the thing that you it's need to do. It's gonna be difficult, But it's, it's difficult, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it's for anybody. So it's like, unless you live on our coastal city, it's it's just a different lifestyle. Yep. So we're like, cool, how can we replace Coca-Cola with Olipop? How can we replace, you know, Pillsbury cookies with Partake cookies? Like, just make a small, better few change. So that's like, all the brands that we work with are in that realm. And so, how do we place these offers that are essentially dis- discounts on the product in-store. How can we place them everywhere and make them as accessible as possible? So then we're lowering the barrier to entry for these people to actually make that shift and try this product mm. because like there's this whole thing that we could go into that I think is like called the health tax where healthier products are generally more expensive. Yep. Like you go to McDonald's the salad's like $7 makes no sense. Uh, right? Yeah. So how can we make those more financially accessible for people all over the country and how can we make them like an easy customer experience so now you can just bring in your phone and scan it at checkout you don't need to print out like a coupon or anything like yeah. that and so that's the vision is like how do we get these everywhere and is it put it, packaging them together on a website and giving it to insurance providers and they can now see like oh our people are eating healthier lower their premium and things like that mm-hmm. is it integrate with a ton of apps as like a reward system and like hey we have a marketplace of healthy products you can plug into uh, so there's just like a lot of ways to do that. And I think that's what we're really trying to figure out is like, how do we get this in front of the 300 something million people that are in America? Because I, there's some stat think it's like 80, 90% of people have smartphones. So that's all yeah. you need. Yeah. Um, and then we have partnerships like these are accepted at Walmart and Kroger and Albertsons, like all, all the nationwide chains. So that's the hard part. Now it's how do we get this to everybody?
1: All right. Working so on you're it. on, you're working on it. Yeah what do you think your it factor is?
0: Um, I would say curiosity would be mine. I said it earlier and I heard somebody also said this is like a great trait that they had and I was like oh I love that like actually I'm not stealing it but I actually do believe that. It's like I started in one area I really wanted to learn about something else so I spent my entire two years at Morgan Stanley learning about finance and taking the series exams, getting the CFA and I still have one more test to take. So I need, my mom tells me I need to do <laughs>
1: that.
0: Um, I was like, it's not really relevant anymore. She's like, no, you need to do it. Yeah. I may do it cause I think it'd be funny. But, uh, and then next was starting a tech company. So just like our first year we talked to over 300 people. We were just like, please sit down with us. This is what we're working on. Give us feedback, asking questions, asking for help. Mm. Then we, the world shut down, pivoted the business again. Asking feedback, learning as much about coupons as possible. Um, and then about like CPG brands and investing and all of that stuff. And I think just like time and time again, if you're curious, if you ask questions, if you just like continue to take it a step further, you can start to bridge gaps and be like, oh, I could actually fill this hole and make a solution here and things like that. So that's probably what I would say. Ooh,
1: stay curious and stay humble.
0: And humble. Yes. C-
1: curiosity. And, and if you're curious and you're humble, And you're driven.
0: You can do a lot. You can run circles. People, what people don't understand is people will tell you, like customers will tell you their problem and what they want fixed and what they will pay for. Like it's Mm. very black and white. Like I hate making content. I would pay X person to make content for me every single month. Like people will just tell you, like, I hate paper coupons. Can you solve that for us? Like there's just so many different things that, that if you just ask that they'll tell you.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Elaborate a little bit.
0: Yeah. Like for, for like individuals. Yeah. I think like, like we were talking about this earlier about if somebody just wanted to create a side business overnight, put together one, just like pick five brands you like and start making content for them, Mm -hmm. tag them, send it to them and be like, Hey, this is what I did. This is how it performed. Like I'd love to formalize some sort of partnership with you. Maybe I can create three TikTok videos for you for 500 bucks. Do that all day. They'll do that all day. And you just start DMing brands. You Like, hey, once you get one or two to fall that and come on, and like, now you have a case study, take that to other brands. Hey, I worked with uh, Dough Foods, which is a cookie dough brand. I yeah. made a couple TikTok videos and some Instagram stories. They used this for paid ads and pushed it out to all their consumers. Mm. Uh, this is how it performed. This is how much it costs. I'd love to work with you. And you can just start to stack those. Use ChatGPT. GPT have that right templates for you. Like there's just so much that can be automated now. Um, And then when you get in touch with those people, just like what launches do you have coming up that I can support or how can I help? Like what gaps do you have that, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you guys don't really have a Twitter presence and maybe I'll try to work on building your guys's Twitter for you. Like all of that stuff you just need to ask and just like take the initiative.
1: Take the initiative. Okay. I have a lot of creatives that listen to this too. I got Mm -hmm. a lot of my bros that are my camera guys and all this stuff. And it's like, so many of them right they're like i want to work with you and i'm like then then go study my brand bible film me send me some stuff and let me see how good you are you know like
0: yeah you have so much content online like cut yeah. together a sizzle reel for me and let me see like Easy. how it works and and stuff like that like so yeah just taking cuz people just want to see like oh you're actually committed you're, and you're you're actually interested you're not just like oh i want to get paid for something mm-hmm. and i think that's goes back to that like authenticity
1: ah oh, 100% and then in in really authenticity and then service mm-hmm. and i find like if you come at it with anything speaking gig business deal blah 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 like i want to serve and not i what what am i going to get from you it all takes care of itself mm-hmm. like when i was doing a, a past hotel partnership i was like what are you guys really trying to promote right now in, you know, in the summer? And they're like, our linger longer. Like we want people to know they can linger longer. And I was like, great. Then I'll stay the next day and I'll stay by the pool till three. If you let me linger longer and then create a whole thing around that. And it's just like going deeper, going, you know, that's so huge. Yeah. And
0: I have a belief that if you just do the right things, the right things will happen. So just keep. Like, even if it's like stuff's going poorly or not going your way, just like continue to do the right things and it will end up. I was like, I literally say this every day. I'm like, these things tend to work themselves out. Just like keep doing the right things. How did you get that mindset? Uh, well, I would say it's, it's a, it's a, a number of things. Like in college I played football. I didn't play a ton in the beginning and I was like, this sucks, but like, I just need to keep putting the work in and doing the right things. And then I played junior and senior year, which was awesome. Uh, at Citigroup, I didn't get the offer back after my internship. I was like, this is pretty brutal, but if I just keep doing the right things, then I got a job at Morgan Stanley failed my first series exam. I was like, okay, I just need to keep stacking on and then got like a 95 on the next one. Uh, and then, layered it on the cfa test did the same thing there that worked out and then now with visor just like continuously like knocking on doors keeping it going and then now it's it's worked out and then even with hannah like when we were dating courting whatever you call it in paradise like just need to keep like a level head and continuing to like be focused and show like this is what i'm interested in and and stay the course and ended up working out and stay true to who you are exactly
1: has that been hard in the in the celeb scene at all like ha- had there been a moment where you're like wait this ain't
0: me um i don't think so i feel like i'm i grew up with the same guys since i was 12 years old so there's like a group of of like i don't know 10 or 13 of us mm-hmm. and so those are really like my friends and yeah. they have a very they do a very good job of like like giving me a hard time yeah. so so i yeah i don't think i've ever really Run into that type of scenario where I'm like, oh, this, this doesn't seem like me. I mean, maybe at like an event, like right. going to like a red carpet, I'm always like, oh, this isn't like, I don't yeah. like standing there. Yeah. And you like take photos. I know, it's weird. And then you just like yeah. look at them and then you walk off. Like, yeah. I don't, I, that I yeah. don't like doing. But other, yeah. other anything else, like I feel like it's been.
1: No, I'm proud of you for that. I really am. Thank and you. I think that's why it all worked out for you and it'll continue to work out for you. And honestly, I'm excited to continue to watch you soar. Like, you're just getting the party started. And with your marriage, and just to support you both. And, you know, for anybody listening, where's all the places they can plug in, follow you, see the wedding pics?
0: Yes. Um, I would just say Instagram. It's just my name, Dylan Barber. Yeah. DY. It's D-Y. Um, DY. And TikTok, I don't really post a ton. Twitter, yeah. I don't really been going back and forth when i want to do that so probably just say instagram is is where everything and then hannah pretty much posts all of our stuff too yeah
1: yeah she's got yeah he's got two he's got his his and then hannah so we'll link it all up well thank you for being here thank you
0: awesome yeah this was great thank you for having me yes